Angie Coombs, The Waterfall Journey. Episode 16, Conflict and Forgiveness. In this episode, we look at how to deal with conflict in relationships and begin to explore forgiveness. Conflict is part of everyday life. It ripped its way into the fabric of our lives when man chose to disobey his father and so disrupted the harmony of heaven's way. Fermenting conflict is one of the devil's favorite weapons because it destroys relationships. Conflict seems to be increasing. It is about people wanting their own way, to fight for their own patch, to defend their own truth. Nations are more aggressive, people are more tribal, the streets of cities and towns are more and more dangerous. Individually, we meet conflict each day in the world that surrounds us. Partly, our woundedness skews our vision of the world, and partly, our inner story dictates our responses to life. Until we have inner healing, we all, to some extent, tend to react to circumstances as victims or agents of harm. In relationships, Conflict occurs when two or more people have a differing view of circumstances, values or issues. The difficulty then is that we're all like icebergs. So much is hidden beneath the surface. An incident can be misunderstood because two people are in different zones, have different attitudes and prejudices, or the parties may just be hot, tired and grumpy. The damage of conflict in relationships is ongoing if it is not rectified. When conflict erupts, it can trigger the fight or flight automatic response in us. We react out of our woundedness. Words that are later regretted and actions that cannot easily be reversed happen. Unless the difficulties caused in relationships are faced, even minor Unresolved conflict can build hidden resentment and be internally damaging to each individual. Over the years, this can fester into bitterness and destroy families, churches and working relationships. How then do we deal with conflict? Well, the issue that is at the root of the problem needs to be dealt with. And how do I do that? Well, by confrontation. And that will make many of us fearful because confrontation feels unsafe and we spend much of our time avoiding unpleasantness. The good news is, though it will still take courage, there is a process we can learn as a life skill to help us when the need for confrontation arises. And you will discover how dealing with the conflict in the home, church and workplace diffuses so much of the stress in our lives. So let us look at the how do I do that of confrontation. Firstly, prepare well. 
Self-awareness is the key. What has been going on inside you? Do a spider diagram. Ask the Holy Spirit for insight and wisdom. Be sure you feel it's right to confront. Never confront when you are angry or your feelings are raw. Own and deal with your energetic emotions. Work through them so you understand why you feel and think as you do. Did your response have historical threads for you? Be aware of your story. Identify what the issue is for you and rerun the event and try and discern the other's point of view. Set a time and a place to meet that is convenient and neutral. Give the other person an indication of what you want to talk about so that they have time to prepare themselves. Relay in a non-accusatory way to the other person what you felt when the incident happened and its consequences for you. Here you're talking objectively about your feelings. I was angry when, and not flinging the power of your anger in their face. Remember, we learned how to deal with feelings in a healthy way in episode 13. Invite the other person to share what was going on for them. I wonder what was happening for you on Saturday. Allow them to catch up. You have been prepared for this. They may need some time to reframe their position as you share yours. Listen well to what they say. Acknowledge their feelings and position. Identify the issues that need to be dealt with and the steps you will take to resolve them. Let compassion and love in. What would Jesus say and do here? Ask forgiveness for your part. Forgive. It is the oil that lubricates relationships and binds us together. And agree how to work on difficult issues. This all takes courage, but reaching out in vulnerability sharing the reality of the pain and the difficult feelings that we experience and working through it together will strengthen relationships. There is such a joy and safety in friendships where you're accepted as you are and can share the authentic you together. Again, dealing with conflict is a life skill that would save so many relationships that break down because of a lack of awareness of understanding what drives us and of unforgiveness. Forgiveness can reverse the damage and can feed the growth of understanding, love and compassion between warring factions. When Jesus delivered the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapters 5 to 7, we had God's own word on how we can rectify the damage and live righteous lives in his image and reflecting his glory. To understand forgiveness, we have to understand sin. Jesus came to the earth with fixed purpose, to overcome the works of the devil, to break down the power of sin, and to open up the way to the Father, to restore the broken image, to reveal the rule and reign of the kingdom, and to create disciples. Prior to his coming, 
Sin had to be atoned for by sacrifice to appease the law. Sin was an action that broke a written rule. But in Matthew 5, Jesus is saying that our feelings, our anger can be wrong. Our judgments, our thinking can be wrong. The way we do things, the choice of our behavior, how we pray or fast can be wrong. He was saying it's what goes on inside us that causes us to sin. When Jesus died on the cross for us, he was the bridge for us to return into the presence of the Father because his blood paid the price for all sin. He was the Father's rescue plan for mankind so that relationships could again be free from sin. Forgiveness flowing from the cross is the greatest gift that Jesus gave us. It means we can be far from the finished article in the sanctification stakes, but still because of Jesus we can stand in the Father's presence, clothed in his righteousness, clean and upright because of his blood, and that each day we can start in freedom without the burden of sin on our shoulders. However, the key to seek forgiveness and to be forgiven is do I know when I have sinned? There is a general concept in the world that sin is only about big things like theft and murder. Even in the church there is a lack of understanding of how full of sinful ways we are as unfortunately sin and forgiveness are not taught about enough. It is as we grow closer to God we see how out of alignment to his person we are. Living outside the Father's presence, outside the waterfall, the lack of nourishment, the emptiness and the fallen world organically changes us. When we are back in the waterfall, we need a full overhaul, a look at our physical world and inner world, our thinking, feeling, our choices and our identity. At every point where what we do, think, say and believe is not aligned with God, it is sin. The Beatitudes in Matthew 5, scholars believe, are a ladder towards maturity and holiness. Each one is a step up to the next. The fifth Beatitude is blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. In being poor in spirit, mourning, meekness and thirsting for righteousness, there is a growing awareness of the kingdom values reshaping our image. In the heart here of the true follower is a growing sense of needing forgiveness and the imperative to forgive others. So firstly, there is the damage caused by life in the fallen world where we need to forgive and be forgiven as part of our restoration process. Secondly, understanding forgiveness is essential to our going deeper into God on the journey to holiness. Let's explore forgiving others. When anyone harms us, a giant hook is inserted into the flesh of our shoulders with a chain that links us back to the perpetrator. If we forgive that person, the hook comes out, 
the link is broken and we are free. However, in our unforgiveness, many of us are bent double, dragging a crowd of people behind us. The effect of unforgiveness is toxic as we carry it around in our lives. It ferments within us and anger at our treatment can turn into bitterness. The resentment can fuel a desire for revenge or just snag us up so that we stay in victim mode. It can have physical repercussions on our health and can retard the work of the Holy Spirit within us. People change when they forgive. The weight comes off their shoulders. We would all do well to keep short accounts. What did Jesus say about forgiveness? Well, he was uncompromising about two things, judgment and forgiveness. In the Lord's Prayer, in Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 to 15, Jesus makes forgiveness a command. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. This is because repentance and forgiveness are the oil that smooths the advance of the kingdom. Jesus could abide in the Father's presence as he walked the earth because he was sinless and righteous. How different are we? But when we repent and are forgiven, we are washed clean and we too can abide in the waterfall of God's love to live our lives. Forgiveness is not easy. When the disciples asked how many times they were to forgive, Jesus said 70 times 7. In other words, an unlimited number of times. I have always been so grateful for that. When I'm getting things wrong time and time again, there is no ticking clock. I have time to learn. Forgiveness is a decision and not a feeling. But there follows a process which takes time to outwork as it changes us. We were born to live free of the burden of sin and unforgiveness, which squashed the divine shape we were born to fill and would block us from the presence of the Father but for the sacrifice of Jesus. His blood is available to us that we might be washed and clean and stand clothed in the righteousness before the Father. The blood of Jesus sets us free as we seek forgiveness. In the next episode, we will go through the How Do I Do That? A step-by-step -step process of forgiveness. In the meantime, this week's challenge, is there some issue between you and someone close to you that needs resolution? Share the How Do I Do That? of dealing with conflict with them and use it to deal with the problem. It gives a non-threatening way of learning together which will draw you closer and enrich your relationship. In addition, it will give you confidence as it is another life skill that can be used as we walk this earth to the glory of God.